Welcome to the Northridge Church Podcast, a weekly rewind of Sunday's talk. Thank you so much, Doug, for leading us in this time of worship. If you're just dialing in to us, uh, my name's Tony Turner. I serve as a lead pastor at Northbridge Church. You're streaming, you're watching the stream of Northbridge Church in Springfield, Missouri. We're so glad you're with us wherever you are. I uh, hope you've been blessed in that time of worship and that time of just hearing music as we're praising, as we're worshiping the living God. Pray with me right now in this time. God, we do pray. Lord, the several people that have have texted me already, sharing fears, sharing anxieties of their own or of their children. Lord, we lift them to you right now, God. You know where we're at. You know where we are. You know what's going on inside of our hearts, even better than we do, Lord. And so we pray, God, that you would work within us. God, we pray that you would speak to your people. I ask that you speak to your people clearly during this time. Not just not just in the next few minutes as we open up your word and read from it and learn from it, but through this season, God, we know and we are confident that you are up to something. And Lord, we also understand that it's part of our journey to figure out what that is and what that means for us. These things we pray in your son's powerful name. Amen. Uh, so one of the things I'm going to start off with today as we're joining together, as we're connected together, is play a game that I call Faith or Fear. Uh, this game is going to be one that you respond to me, so get your phones near you, get ready, because I'm going to be inviting you to text me in real time as we play this game. This game revolves around a trip that Dana and I took back in the summer. We were celebrating our 15th anniversary, our 15th wedding anniversary, and we decided to have a little bit of an adventure. And so we went with a couple that was married on the same day that we were 15 years previous that are friends of ours. It just so happened that this uh, we didn't plan it that way. We didn't plan that this couple would be married on the same day, but that's just how it worked out. These are the, uh, the lady that went with us. The, the wife was, it was childhood friends with Dana. And so we went to Breckenridge, Colorado to have an adventure. Now, we're going to play two rounds of faith or fear. Okay, so get ready. Have your phone near you because you're going to text me the answer. And again, the number to text is 417 860-5378. My phone is right here, so I'm going to be watching it in real time. Uh, so the question is, uh, the, I want to share the first adventure we had. And I'm going to, as I share this, I'm going to ask you the answer to answer, Have I was I operating out of faith or was I operating out of fear? So our first adventure was... Uh, we wanted to go whitewater rafting. And I have a picture of us on the river. Go ahead and pop that picture up. So this is us whitewater rafting. And, and let me tell you, if that's what it looked like, if that's what the whole trip would have been like, I would have been pleasantly surprised, right? Uh, that would have been just a, a beautiful, beautiful time. For the record, I'm the guy in the yellow helmet, okay? That's me there. Um, but I want to let you know what I was preparing for. What I was preparing for was, was a terrible experience. And the way I prepared for that experience was 
I was constantly going to the meteorological society and looking at how cold that water was or looking at scientific research on how quick my body would experience hypothermia when I fell into the water. I was reminding myself of what life was like in seventh grade when I almost drowned in the current river on a canoe trip. I was rethinking that over and over and over. I was going on the website and on the web and reading horror stories of whitewater rafting tragedies that occurred in Colorado. I was even going back and watching excerpts during that time of the movie The River Wild, just preparing myself for the eventuality of meeting some bank robbers along the way and, and picking up with them. Now, just to show you that my uh, that my my preparation led to. So that picture you see is us when we began the ride. Now, go ahead, Brendan, show, show uh, picture number two. So there we are in about the middle of the ride, of the middle of the river. Okay, uh, so it got a little hairier. Show the third picture, Brenda. Pop that up. Uh, there you are. And, and the, if you notice the water around my face, yes, yes, they are tears. They are tears because at that point, that's when I began crying, I believe, because I was so frightened and so scared. So the question I ask you to text into me, oh, and uh, I'm going to tell you, there's a couple of people, uh, Lisa and Peggy, you've You've answered before I gave you permission to answer, so I'm sorry. Oh, but there's a third person here. You're anticipating what the question was. I have not given the question yet, so I'm sorry. On this round, you're, you're, uh, you're discounted already. The question I'm asking is, text me right now, was I operating out of fear or was I operating out of faith? When I see the next text, uh, that will be the winner here. Uh, and I'm waiting for a second. Oh, and for the record, there is a prize. So I will be mailing you a gift card to Andy's for some ice cream if, for the next person who actually uh, texts me to win. I have not seen anything come through yet. Oh, and Peggy Sanders did it again. So, Peggy, you got some, you got some uh, Andy's coming your way uh, down the road. And for the record, I want to add this. If you're watching this sometime throughout the week on YouTube, or restreaming it from Facebook. We are not playing this game throughout the week. So this game is only applicable uh, today at the 10.30 service on Sunday and also at the 6 o'clock restreaming. So if you lost and you want another chance to win, then you need to come at uh, 6 or six o'clock today, and you'll be able to play one more time as we play this game. Okay, now a bunch of people were hitting fear, fear, fear. Everywhere. A bunch of people are responding. The game is over now. It's closed for this round. We have a second round. A second round, though. Okay? Faith or fear? Was I operating from which one of those? Because the second, the second adventure we took on this trip was we decided the purpose of us to go to Breckenwood Ridge was to climb a 14,000-foot mountain called Quandary. And Quandary was a Quandary. Uh, however, what I was doing to prepare for that experience was I was reading stories of great adventure, of what it was like to conquer a mountain, even even a tame mountain like Quandary, and the peaks and the and, and, and the sights that we would see. I was reading about the wildlife and the fauna that we would encounter. I was looking at pictures of what other hikers had taken. I was talking to experienced people, experienced trainers. I was preparing. Myself and Dana were training months beforehand to make sure we were in peak optimal operating condition. Dana, more peak than I was, admittedly, but I was still prepared nonetheless. 
We were getting equipment together so that we would have everything we would need. There were those, honestly, who told me not to do it. There were those who told me or my wife that, that we were, I was, not we, I, I was too old to be doing something like this. Or, or I wasn't ready. And you know what? In all honesty, I tuned those people out. I, I just allowed those people. They would not be a part of my training. They would not be a part of my inner circle. I did all of those things. So now the question I'm asking at this point was I operating from fear or faith in that instance? Go ahead and text me right now. And the first person who says, oh, I see a faith that popped up. So I will be sure. I don't recognize the number. I apologize. After service is over, I'll be texting you to get your address so I can send you a gift card to Andy's, okay? What's the point? What's the point am I trying to make right now in this time as we're playing fear or faith? Here's the point that I'm trying to make. I'm not trying to just burn up five minutes of time to think through this. I, I realize that you and I, tomorrow will come. And you and I will be confronted with all sorts of challenges. And you and I will have to choose to operate from a mindset of fear or faith when we encounter those challenges tomorrow. So the question is, what will we do? With that, we engage in, in Jesus' teaching in Matthew, found in Matthew chapter 6. And if you have a copy of scriptures near you, I invite you to turn to, to Matthew chapter 6. We also have those uh, provided for you here, uh, so you can read just from the screen. Jesus is teaching us a famous passage about worry. He tells us in verse 25, he says, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about the things that, that other people are worried about. He continues on in verse 28, and he says, Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, Jesus says. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans, the people who do not have any clue of who God is, for the pagans run after all of these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Then Jesus gives us a prescription of what we're to replace that fear with. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Jesus is saying, seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. There's two realities that Jesus is teaching and he is declaring. And these realities were true in Jesus' day. They're true in our day too. Reality number one is you and I, even though we sometimes feel like we're in control of our lives, that we're the masters of our faith, that we are the pilots of our ship, the reality is, is we have very little control over this life. Oh, sure, we have some ability to speak into what we're going to do for a living or where we're going to be educated how we're gonna, who we're going to get married to. We have some control about where we might move to, where we might live, the careers that we might take. But the reality is there are so many other things speaking into our lives that 
We do not have very much control over this life. And so for those of you who are control fanatics, that's tough, that's tough news for you. And here's my counsel to you. Get over it. Get over it. Get used to it. The reality is you have very little control over this life. But then the second reality that Jesus is teaching here is that we have a provider who can and will take care of us. So reality number one, there's not very much control we have in this life that we can't, we, things are going to hit us that we cannot deal with, that we cannot manipulate, that we cannot change. But reality number two, there is a God who does have control of those things and he does provide for us. He does take good care of us. There was an illustration I was thinking about when I was reading and studying this passage of scripture that I just was reminded of. And I'm sure you've experienced this too. So Dax and I, my son, who's five years old now, well, from the time he was a little guy, we would go to the grocery store together. And Dax loved the grocery carts that looked like a race car. You know what I'm talking about? The uh, car that has a steering wheel in it. Some of them have two steering wheels for two kids. Well, Dax was, is an only child, so so he's the only one in that car. And, and we'd play this game. He would have a make-believe uh, gas pedal that he would press down and we'd go faster or slower based on how fast he was wanting to go and what I would do is as often as I could when he would turn left I would turn left when he would turn right I would turn right to, to his mother's horror there were many times I confess that uh, we would turn into a uh, standing uh, pile of boxes of fruit or something like that. And we might knock out a couple of them. Now, truth be told, I'd come and I'd, I'd repair them. I wouldn't leave a mess for, for the workers. But but we would tear into stuff. And Dax loved it. He loved it. We had the time of our lives as we were just terrorizing the price cutter near our home. But, but then what would happen is sooner or later, Dax would steer right... But I would veer left. Why? Because my agenda was different than Dax's agenda. My agenda not only was to have fun, but it was also to get groceries. And sooner or later, our fun had to start winding down for us to go get the groceries. And Dax wanted to go right because there was a maybe a mountain of boxes to, to plow into. But I was going left because that's where the milk was, and we had to go get the milk. And Dax would, would double down, and he'd get frustrated, and he would even steer harder right. And guess what? I kept on going left. I kept on going left. You see, Dax was frustrated with the reality he was living in, and that was his control was an illusion. Just like for many of us, the control that we think we have in this life is an illusion. And I and you must understand, at that time, things were good for Dax when his desire matched my will. When his desire was to go right and my will was to go right, life was perfect for Dax. But he got frustrated very quickly when my will did not match his desire. And guess what? I hate to say this, even though I am a permissive parent, even though I do, I will go the extra mile for my only son. The reality is I still will not change my will because I know that my will was better than Dax's desire. And even though Dax would be mad or frustrated in those moments... I knew that my will was better. Why? Because it was my will that ultimately got Dax down the cereal aisle to pick up the Captain Crunch. And I knew that in the long run, he would be good having the Captain Crunch. 
And I ask you this question, that double illustration, is that not much of what life is like? Do we get frustrated when we try to take our steering wheels and veer right and God veers us left? We get ourselves frustrated and mad and maybe we're even angry at God because He is steering us in a direction we never anticipated. Could I give you maybe this thought? Perhaps, perhaps in this season when God steered us in a direction that none of us counted on, could it be that God is up to something in our lives? Could it be that He is up to something in our world? Could it be that He is doing something in our family's lives and in our lives right now? What is that? What is that? I, and I'm going to tell you, I, I can't speak for you. I, I don't know. What God is trying to show you in this season, in this time. That's part of your job is to figure out what it is that He is doing. What it is that God is doing in your life. But as you are researching that, as you are leaning into that, don't let your fears distract you or impede your vision. Instead, engage your faith. Engage your faith. How? How do we engage faith in this season? We're not going to spend a lot of time here. We don't have a lot of time to spend here. What I would simply say is this. The simple thought is what you feed grows. How do you engage your faith? Well, I answer what you feed grows. If you feed your fears, your fears will grow. I guarantee you. I promise you that. If you lean into just worry, 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 doubt, 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 fear, 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 you read every news article you can, you can that's based on fear and based on the unknown and have, gives worst case scenarios that are possible, then your fear will grow. You will continue to be depressed. You will continue to have anxiety at night. You will continue to have worry rack your life. If you allow your faith to grow, I promise you, it will overcome your fear. It will overcome your fear. So today, trust God and lean into faith in God. Why? Because He has never failed His people. Think about that for a moment. God has never broken a promise to His people. He has never failed the people that He loves. The ark did not leak and Noah was secured. The manna held out and the Hebrews were sustained. The ravens delivered and a prophet was fed. A skinny shepherd's boy, his aim was sure and the giant fell dead. Joshua marched and the walls fell down. Look to Jesus' life and the proclaims that God promised through him. Those without speech opened their mouth to proclaim the truth. The poor he fed, the weak he strengthened, the sick Jesus healed, the oppressed he relieved, the enslaved he redeemed, the broken he mended, the captives Jesus freed, the child he would call forth, the sinner he would save. Friends, if he can save your soul, I promise you he will make your job secure. If he can save your soul, he can keep you in a home. If he can save your soul, he can feed you. If he can save your soul, I promise you that Jesus will provide for your every daily need. So in this season, look to Jesus. And free yourself from the anxieties of this age. 
Because these anxieties, let me tell you, I don't care if you're a Christ follower of just a few months or if you're a Christ follower for 40 years. When we live in this world, anxiety has a way of creeping in when we let our guard down. And so what must we do? We must every day be feeding our faith, be feeding our trust in the living God to keep those anxieties at bay and to keep them from creeping into our lives. So as I conclude today, I'm going to conclude to pray for you. Pray for you. I want to pray for you right now, even though some of you I know, many of you I don't know. I want to pray for you, and I, this time I'd ask, ask this. I'd ask for you to be engaged with me using your technology that are at your fingertips. If you're on our new streaming platform that we just uh, just changed this past week, uh, you could use that. If you're on Facebook, and you can use that as a way of messaging. What I would say right now is if you have the ability to communicate to your camp, to our campus pastor, our iCampus pastor, or just communicate to each other on Facebook, if you need prayer right now, just identify, just say, hey, you don't even have to give your name, just whatever your icon identification is, whatever your, your identification is on the page or on the website, that's fine. But all you need to do is just type, I need prayer. I need prayer. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm asking for those of you who are watching right now, especially those of you who are leaders at Northbridge, who are our small group leaders, who are on our leadership team, who are people that are core members, who are who who say, "Yeah, Tony, I'm a I'm a Christ follower, and I and I am in this time leaning into my walk with the Lord." I'm going to ask that you, as you see those names coming down, who are saying, "I need prayer, I need prayer," and and I just said, "And you don't have to give all the details of what you need for prayer. Just all you have to do is identify yourself and just say, "I need prayer." right now from someone from Northbridge. This is what I'm going to ask. I'm asking that someone else, another leader, would just take the time right now. You don't have to even identify that I'm praying for someone, but just take the time right now and pray for those people. Pray for someone who you see that's identifying themselves. And I would say this, no, folks, no friends, I guarantee you, I know the people of Northbridge Church so well that if you're saying, I need prayer, there's someone right now praying for you and praying for your needs. And maybe they don't know your needs, but you know what? The God that they're praying to knows your needs. So let's just do that activity. I'd invite you to engage with us that way. I'm just asking, and I'm looking at on the website. I'm seeing, I'm seeing that there's different folks that are responding to me saying, I need prayer right now. I need prayer, Tony. Uh, well, I, I know this. I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be praying for you today, okay, as you've identified yourself. And one of the things we're going to be praying for is that we would not be anxious people. That we would not be people that are based upon fear, allowing fear to rule the day. But we would be people who lean into our faith. And because of that, we do life differently. And we stand in the gap for the people who are struggling and the people who are hurting and the people who are in trouble today. Let's pray right now. Father God, I lift up those names, those folks who have identified themselves saying, I need prayer today. I need prayer. God, you know. You know every family that's watching. You're in every home right now, God. I'm confident of that. Your Holy Spirit is there right now with each person as we are engaged, as we are connected to one another through this streaming platform. Lord, my prayer is that you would minister and work with each family the way that they need, the way that you know that they need, God. And Lord, my prayer is that we 
we would experience your Holy Spirit's ministering spirit in our lives right now. Where there is anxiety, would you calm those anxious moments? Would you, would you smooth that fear? God, oftentimes we are afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of the dark. Would you turn the lights on for us? And give us confidence knowing that you walk with us through this season. These things we pray in your strong and powerful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Northridge Church Podcast. If you'd like more information about Northridge Church, you can find us online at mynorthbridge.org.